The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. So, Warren Ingram, when it comes to thinking about retirement one day, for some it's closer than others, how do we think about the way in which we treat our money? There's this whole idea that when you're approaching retirement at 900 kilometers an hour, it's time to start thinking about restructuring your portfolio, um, which is a big word for going to your financial advisor and saying, dude, I'm about to retire. What must I do? Please explain. Um, and yeah, and, and and very often Bruce advisors will say things like, "Well, you know, you're getting to retirement; it's time to you know think about risk very differently. You know, you you can't, you can't take too much risk now because, you know, when you turn, let's say, 65, uh, there's no more time for your your money to recover if you're you know investing in the and and the stock market goes down." Um, and, and I must say, for me, that's that's probably you know as close to criminal as you can get uh, in the advice space because you know longevity is a thing. It's not a it's not a trend, and it's not a uh, you know it's not kind of something that happens on social media. Longevity is a reality for all of us. And you know, if you hit sixty five in in just decent health, there's a really good chance you're you're living for another thirty years. Uh, and and de-risking your portfolio, you know, going from let's say two thirds in shares, which is you know a typical retirement portfolio, da- down to you know one third in shares, uh, all that's really going to do is is pretty much guarantee that you're not going to get the capital growth you need. Your your money won't protect itself against uh, a loss of buying power, in other words, around inflation, uh, and and then you you know you kind of get into your into your let's say um, mid 80s with, with really compromised buying power and and no real ability to protect yourself against an inflation spike and and I don't need to tell anybody listening to this that inflation is real and 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 it does go in cycles but it's going to come back again and again and again and the only assets that protect you against inflation are Things like shares, things like uh, property companies, growth assets, and those come with volatility. And and so de-risking yourself to give yourself certainty, what you've bought is certainty that your money is going to lose its buying power. And it's such catastrophic advice, but unfortunately, often repeated and and you know often followed, which which is, I think, really tragic. Uh, I've told you, I think, the story before. I remember twenty years ago going to an unnamed private bank uh, to interview a senior executive there uh, and they were talking about how they advised their clients and this was a private bank with lots of private money and they said by the time you get to 55 you've got to be out of the stock market and you've got to be in cash and you go into the money market and therefore you get a good stable return and um, you know in the, the sort of 12 years uh, the 10 years I suppose from 2012 to or 2010 to about 2020, that you know, would, you would have done quite well with that sort of strategy because the JSE went you know, practically nowhere. But you couldn't have forecast that was what was going to happen, and you certainly can't forecast the future. I wonder, just you know, and I can't go back to that time. I don't remember exactly what was going on in the markets, but I wonder whether that paid off for that particular private bank's clients in those days, or whether it turned to be a very expensive mistake. It, it would, would. I can. I can tell you with certainty that that any kind of time period when you get to ten years or longer, it it was a mistake because we. What we know about cash is uh, cash generates 
a, a return that pretty much tracks uh, the, the the inflation rate. You know, it, it, it you know not exactly. You know, it, you know, it might move half a percent up or down from from the inflation rate, but but uh, the, the interest that we earn is absolutely a function of of inflation. I mean, again, when when inflation's rising, guess what? Uh, interest rates rise, and and so the, the two go hand in glove. And so what happens then is if you've got retirement money, uh, you, you know, the, the interest that you're earning, let's say inside your, your living annuity might not be attracting tax, but when you draw the money out, you're paying tax there. And then if you are a retired person and you're sitting with extra cash in a, in a bank account, you know, um, you know, safe and predictable, well, well, that's definitely attracting uh, tax on the, on the interest. Yes, you'll get some interest exemptions, but you can't afford to give away 10 or 15% of the interest that you're earning to tax because then you're absolutely certain of going backwards against inflation. So, so it's tragic advice, Bruce. I mean, I think, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm slightly exaggerating, but it should be pretty close to, to, to criminal. So, so I think for me, uh, you know, what, one thing is don't de-risk yourself. You, you have to zoom out a little bit and say, you know, retirement, in, in, in retirement, it's a big event in your life. It's a big event in terms of, you know, finding a different purpose, a different uh, productive use of your time. But from an investment point of view, it's simply a transition from a point where you're, you're adding to your savings and, and now you're going to use your savings to, to fund your, your lifestyle. But you still have decades of investments and potentially uh, you go from being a salary earner or an entrepreneur to now being a professional investor. Because let's face it, if you're retired and you're living off your capital, what you are is a professional investor. And that requires you to have a decades-long time horizon. Yes, somewhat of an iron constitution when, when, when the markets are going crazy and, and headlines are, are blaring at you that the world's going to end again for about the hundredth time th th this year. And all of that you've got to ignore to some extent and say, my biggest concern is inflation. I'm, I'm not worried about markets going up or down. You know, if I'm sensible and, and kind of uh, calm with the way I allocate my money, uh, what, what I'm really worried about, and it doesn't come in a headline, is the buying power of my money being protected. Is this true for everybody, Warren? Because if you've got, you know, a, a, a nest egg of 50 million rands worth of shares, I, I get that. Where the markets go down and you have 40 or 30 doesn't really, you know, it's upsetting. Very upsetting, I'm sure. Um, but it doesn't mean that you starve. It just means that, you know, you feel a little bit more vulnerable. But if you've got a million rand put away for the next 30 years, um, you and your money goes from a million down to 60 or 70 or 600 or 700,000 rand, you're going to feel considerably more vulnerable, perhaps. And I wonder if there is ever a case where you secure your income if your amount of investable money is smaller than if it is larger. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good and trick question. So, so the answer is yes, there, there is a case for, for de-risking your, your portfolio almost in its entirety. And that, and that's, you know, people that are in retirement with with insufficient money that, you know, they, they, it doesn't matter how they got there, you know, whether, it, whether, it, whether it's the first day of retirement or, you know, or the 10th year. If you're in a position where you're drawing more from your, your money than, than you know you can get growth uh, to, to, to cover your expenses, then you have to de-risk your, your investments uh, nearly completely. And, and so just explain that. If let, let's say, you, you know, you've got a million rand. Uh, and you're drawing 100,000 Rand a year from your million Rand. That means you're drawing 10% a year from your investments. Unfortunately, you know, the, the, the 100% of, of a million Rand invested 
in the stock market, if you're just going to get what, what stock markets give you as an average, you, you might get around 10 or 11% a year, uh, you know, over a decade or two. But uh, th- there are times when, when, when the stock market falls apart and, and then suddenly you're, you're in, a, in a position where, as you say, using your example, you, you're, you've now got 700,000 rand and you're drawing 100,000 a year. And, and that's an, a completely unsustainable position. So, so if you are already in that position where you're drawing, and, and I think it's around about, uh, you know, somewhere around 8 to 10 percent or more. Uh, from your your total investment assets, you need to de-risk. Uh, and, and what you what you need to understand there is you're in a position of making the least bad decision you can. You're you're, you're in a. I'm not, I'm not saying it as a critique. You're only faced with bad choices now. The one is you know protect yourself against inflation, which 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 is why you need growth assets. But the other is protect yourself uh, from a position where where you actually draw so much because of a stock market downturn that you destroy the buying power of your money in its entirety mm. in a very short space of time. And, and so, it, you know, if you're faced with that, then absolutely, Bruce, then you say, well, now now I try and find the very best interest rate I can. You know, if I can lock in, you know, you know around about eight or nine percent a year in, in interest, I, I'm not sure where you get that other than RSA retail bonds, uh, you, you know, then I'm going to do that. And, and and, and do the best I can and for, for as long yeah. as I can. And that means managing costs and the like. Susan has sent us an email saying, I'm retiring soon. We'll be taking the 500,000 rand tax-free cash lump sum from my retirement fund. Now, that's what you can do uh, from the age of 55. No matter how much money you've got invested, if you've got at least 500,000 rand, you can take it out tax-free. Uh, I'm unsure, says Susan, as to the best way to use the 500,000 rand. My retirement fund is the only real investment that will provide me with an income in retirement, and I don't have any other savings. Should I use the 500,000 rand to settle my outstanding debt or invest the 500,000 rand so at least I can have some funds available? Oh, Susan, good question in a moment. The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. So Susan is either approaching 55, is 55, or will, uh, has passed the 55th birthday, at which point you can access 500,000 rand of your retirement savings. You get them out tax-free, and you can do whatever you like with that money. You can blow it on a holiday. You can give it away to the cat's home. You can spend it on lottery tickets. You can shouldn't do any of those things. What is best to do with that 500,000 rand, Warren? Now, Susan's given us two specific scenarios. Pay down debt or invest in something else. She only has uh, a retirement fund. And um, so she's curious as to how she should best handle uh, this this cash that is going to become available to her. It's a it's a, a good balancing act to strike here because the the one thing about the five hundred thousand rand is it you know if you if you keep it as an emergency fund for example you know to to cover the unforeseen expenses that you can't predict uh, you know it becomes a really valuable uh, financial planning tool and also you know if that's your only investment outside of your retirement fund it, it's also what you would need to use for example to to you know, pay for big, big expenses, big lumpy expenses like, you know, re- replacement cars and, and, you know, changing the roof on your house or whatever it is. Uh, so, so, so you, you want to try and retain as much of that 500,000 rand as possible uh, and, and let it grow as, as, as much as it can so, so that it becomes, you know, a bigger part of your, your financial life. Unfortunately, if you're hitting retirement with debt, 
the, the thing to understand about that is that it's going, it's growing against you. you know, it, it's going, it, it's compounding against you daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And now uh, as interest rates are rising and, and we get to, you know, prime interest, I think it's now uh, primes at 9.75, you know, that, that's nearly 10% a year that it's compounding against you. And there is no investment that, that's guaranteed to grow at, at a rate of 10% a year, um, you know, tax free. So, my view is that that I'm I'm looking at that debt as a as a major red flag, and and I'm I'm wanting to settle that debt as much as possible, uh, and and if you know if you can get it to zero with with still having some kind of a lump sum left over, then, then that's what I would do, and and then try and make a plan, Susan, to uh, to, to try and do something to to build up the the, the your your cash lump sum again, you know w- whether it's from part time work or you know, d- doing something to get to get that that lump sum a bit higher to to give yourself that protection against emergencies and and you know other other big lumpy expenses that you know you know are are going to come in the in the months and years ahead. Those dreadfully named tax-free savings accounts, the tax-free investment options that you've got, I'd love to see some of that money, um, if there is some left over, go into a tax-free savings account as the beginning of a process of allocating uh, up to 36,000 rand a year into that sort of environment, Warren. Yeah, sure, pay pay off the debt. But if there is a bit left, um, surely at, at any age, a tax-free savings account makes sense because you're going to try not to access that money for as long as possible and hopefully it'll grow. It, it's a it's a good point. It's uh, actually uh, quite quite a debate in the industry, uh, in the planning industry, because you know, especially as you get uh, over fifty five, then over sixty five, you you start to be able to earn a fair amount of interest. Um, uh, let's say for your emergency fund, you can earn quite a lot of interest before paying tax. So so you know, th- there is no real um, b- benefit there in in putting the money into a tax free savings. Uh, and and similarly, you can earn you know forty thousand rands worth of capital gains in a year without paying tax. So so those two benefits uh, you know would apply to any uh, you know any investment, whether it be interest bearing or, uh, or or just a normal unit trust or exchange traded fund. But certainly, if if Susan uh, you know is able to to invest more than that, uh, you know to get to get a, a bigger lump sum, then the tax free does make sense. I, I think it's you know it, as you said, I mean it is one of the best. Um, Best investments we've got in South Africa, with with certainly the worst name, I, I think. Uh, so, so I agree with you, and and then go for capital growth in that, you know, and, and let it grow as much as it possibly can. And back to the first part of our conversation, don't be too conservative. Yeah, be cautious, but not conservative. Don't you know? Don't don't put it into an account. Put it into an investment. Subtle difference between the two. One draws an interest rate. One has the opportunity to draw dividends and capital growth. Uh, you're looking for unitrust, underlying unitrust investments and buy shares and stuff. Agreed. I mean, the one thing I will say is, you know, definitely at retirement, you want an emergency fund that covers probably closer to six months worth of expenses. Normally, I would say three to six months. But when you're retired, you know, aim for six. That's a that's a good use of, of having cash. And that, that, that is what where cash is valuable. Could but you, everything else go for growth. Could you? If your pension fund is performing well, if it's a good, if it's a retirement unity that's invested in a good balanced fund, you can just leave it there. And you could treat that as your emergency fund, couldn't you? Because you're not obliged to, on your 55th birthday, draw the money out. If suddenly at 58 or 59 or 60 you needed the 500,000 rand, you could draw it then, couldn't you? 
Uh, absolutely. And I, I think it's uh, you know, a brilliant idea because the moment you draw the 500,000, it does start to become part of your own tax net. You know, you okay. might have to pay interest or capital gains tax, etc. So, so definitely, the longer you can, leave it, the better. Warren Ingram, Personal Financial Advisor and Executive Director at Galileo Capital.